1: Should the Dallas Cowboys sign 40-year-old Jason Peters to protect Dak Prescott's blind side? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast.
2: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your locked. team every locked day.
1: On. Locked. Locked. Locked on. Locked On Cowboys. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not
0: much. I, I'm trying not to be offended by the way that you said 40 years old uh, about Jason well, it's, Peters. Di- and... It's
1: different in football terms compared to like what we do. He can be old.
0: Well, I, I li- Listen, I mean, if you think that I can't strap it on out there and play left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys, you're wrong. Just because I'm 40 something yeah. years old doesn't mean that I'm not
1: yeah. completely eligible to be left tackle for them. So, uh, okay. <laughs> uh... All right, so let's let's get into the big news of the day. The Cowboys are meeting with Jason Peters on Thursday. Uh that meeting is scheduled to take place Thursday afternoon-ish. I believe they're gonna go out to dinner, see what Jason Peters is what kind of shape he's in. But let's just start with this. Should the Dallas Cowboys sign him?
0: I think so. I mean, if the if the you know, if he's in shape, which you know sounds like based on coming some of the interviews that we've heard that he's that he was planning on playing that he has been staying in shape. So I imagine he's in relatively good shape for someone who hasn't been in training camp. Um, so I think it it makes a lot of sense in the in the in the sense that you know, I think that you could throw Tyler Smith out there with Connor McGovern and you could take a whole bunch of lumps in the early part of the season. Uh, and I think it would be good for you long term because I think Tyler Smith would develop and I think that, that there would be benefits there. I think that there's also the potential that if you have somebody like Jason Peters, who could be more than just your backup swing tackle, could be a guy that could actually get, get in there and, and you know get some starts underneath him, that there's a possibility that your best lineup could be a Peters, Smith, Biotish, Martin, Steele lineup. You know, and and that would be a group of guys that you feel like you could run the football. I think on the left side suddenly you'd have, you know, two heavy hitters that could, you know, actually move people off the ball there. Uh I think that there are tons of positives that that, that could come out of this. Um, you know, I and I think that this is something that we kind of anticipated they would do, but but maybe later, right? Like like after week one, I think maybe they they've kind of come to the realization that you know after looking, at, I mean, I don't know what the money is, it'll be interesting to see what the money is, but so I, I, I wonder, I can
1: tell you from last year. So, yeah. last year he signed with the Bears in August, and it was a one year, $2.5 million contract. So, you know, I think the, the, the point being, like,
0: if they could sign him and get him in at this point, you know, maybe it, $2.5 million it's isn't nothing. a ton of it's money. Nothing. Uh, and so if it's, it's what you're giving Anthony
1: Barr, by the way,
0: yeah, if, if, if it's guaranteed uh it's not like a huge loss i guess if something happens to peters and you end up having to pay him anyways just for the for the insurance sake and the upside of you know the fact that like i said you could get to week three or week four by the time peters is like fully in the swing of things and throw him out there at left tackle and suddenly you have a nice lineup back in the offensive line and you're not you know just trying to duct tape this thing together you're actually maybe even thriving
1: yeah i want to talk about um what kind of player he is at this stage of his career, and a little bit, yeah. but just a couple of things in terms of the fit with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get the impression that he's going to want to come back and be a swing tackle at the age of forty. Like if he's coming back, it's the not play. full time, right? No, no, I, I, like, I agree. It might be a swing tackle to start as he kind of gets what in I shape think. and learns his yeah. in the system, but like, yeah. he's not signing on to sit on the bench for fifteen games. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I
0: I, I I agree. I think I think the plan would be sign him, see where he's at. If, if he's not quite ready yet, you let Tyler Smith have the first few starts until he's ready. Then you bring him on. And then you see what the deal is with Tyron Smith. Right. Like, and then that'll be an interesting conversation
1: eventually if Tyron Smith comes back. Obviously. I thought about this for about three seconds this morning. Actually, it was a, while I was brushing my teeth. I'm like, yeah, maybe they can move Tyron over to the right side and have it like he wasn't. Reg-. Then I'm like, that's not going to happen. Let's stop, stop that. Don't stop even worry that. about that. Stop that.
0: Let's not even worry about that right now. But I think yeah, I let's do Let's not agree worry about that. With, I do agree with the overall point that I don't think that he, he's signing necessarily to be the full time swing tackle. I think swing tackle is a great way to. Get him uh, uh, acclimated without a training camp
1: until yep. until the, he's ready, and then you you kind of make the move back. Exactly, like right, it might be that way for the first two or three games. That way, he has lots of practices under his belt, and then October first, he's in your starting lineup as your starting left tackle. Like that seems very realistic, and I think that's a good a good thing for the Cowboys, right? Like assuming Tyler Smith is healthy, you could put some extra tight ends over there to help him. You can slide your protection scheme. You can cover Tyler Smith for two or three games. The hard part is covering for him for a season. Like, I don't think the Cowboys want to do that. But if it's only a two, three-game stretch, you can do that.
0: It just it just alters the way that you play football, and they probably just don't want to do that the whole season, like yeah. you said. You're right. It doesn't sound like the injury is as much as, I think.
1: <laughs> Jerry Jones a high as-
0: ankle sprain. In the, in the same sense that Jerry Jones may have been exaggerating the other way with Michael Gallup, I think he may have been exaggerating the 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 where, the, where on the ankle the Tyler Smith uh, injury is because yeah. he was out there at practice yesterday and, and doing individual stuff. So I, I think he's probably yeah.
1: okay. Uh, so you and I had a chance to watch uh, Jason Peters yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk about where he's at at this stage of his career. But before we do that, want to tell you about Elias. It's almost the start of the NFL season, and we absolutely love this time of year. And if you're into sports betting or fantasy, like Lennon, you need a competitive edge to win. That's why we highly recommend the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau. Their app allows you to access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias insights from the Elias Sportsbooks Bureau. Uh, Their app really is your one-stop source for player news, league-validated player stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting, building your fantasy team, and impressing your friends. And it's perfect for the preseason. Like, if you just want to get caught up on all the preseason action, all the stars of the preseason that are going to make an impact here in week one. Check out their app. All you have to do is go and download the Elias Game Plan app today. And right now, we have a special offer for when you subscribe. Get a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan, but only if you use promo code NFL. Find Elias Game Plan sports betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use promo code NFL.
2: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, so we got a chance to watch Jason Peters last night. I know you watched at least the Bengals game. Uh, I was able to watch all of his past snaps um, from the 2021 season. Gotta say, Landon, pretty impressed. For a 40-year-old, it's
0: not bad, as as you said. Uh, Yeah, I think uh, he's moving really well. I mean, that's the thing about him is that he's always been a big guy who could really, really move, right? Uh, He's a converted tight end way, 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 way back in 2003, 2004. Uh, You know, it's crazy to think, like, as Cowboy fans, obviously we know Jason Peters for his long, illustrious career with the Eagles, but he played, like, five years with the bills before he even played with the Eagles. That just shows you how long he's been around. Right. He was a
1: tight end coming out of Arkansas. That's right. So uh,
0: this is, this guy has been, been around for an incredibly long time. Um, I I think that, you know, he, it's crazy when you see these kind of elite moving athletes, especially big guys, um, you know, they go through their career. Trent Williams is another one of these guys. Right. And I think that they're similar kind of, Freakish world-beating athletes, right? Where Trent Williams is not—I mean, Trent Williams is probably the best left tackle in football now, but he's the best left tackle for a decade. Yeah, for a decade. But but he's he's not the same player that he was ten years ago. Mm -hmm. But what but what hasn't changed is that, despite the fact that he's older, he still moves insanely well for a big guy, and that's kind of where Jason Peters is, right? Where. Jason Peters moves really well. I mean, he's not like one of the best movers at left tackle, but considering he's 40 years old and he's 330 pounds, he moves extremely well. Yeah. 330 and, and, pounds
1: and, might be nice by the way.
0: Yeah. He looks, truly, he looks massive. He is, e- the bear, <laughs> enormous. I, and, and and like I, I, he's, he's gotta be the biggest offensive lineman the Cowboys will have by the time he's here. If he's oh, here. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. uh yeah, he's absolutely enormous. And, and, and the thing about it too, is that he, it doesn't, always look pretty in fact most of the time no it doesn't look pretty pretty at all but he makes it work the guy understands all the tricks of the trade like there's just so many times when he engages in a pass set and his base is incredibly wide or he's bending over and reaching at a guy when, Mm -hmm. when he tries to get past him despite all of that he somehow is finding a way to make it work, and 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 it works a lot. And and I think that you you see him against, uh, you know, we both saw him against the Bengals, so we saw him against uh, uh Trey uh, Trey Hendrickson, Trey Hendrickson. Yep. I, I I mean, I saw I saw some uh, some Bucks clips, so I saw him against Shaq Mason. Um, you know, you saw I, I saw a couple other games too that just like some real quick clips, and 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 it's and it's amazing his ability to kind of just continue to make it work in a variety of ways. And then in the run game, you know, he's still 330 pounds. So if he leans on you, he's moving you. There were so many times when I saw him, uh, engaging in double teams where the guy was already engaged with the guard and he just throws his hips into you and knocks you down. Um, so uh, look, he has all that you, you want to be a, maybe even above average left tackle. Um, you know, he's not, I don't think he's going to be a pro bowler. He's not, no, he's not a pro bowler. No, but he's, but he's more than serviceable as a starter. And that's
1: the thing is the Cowboys don't need him to be a pro bowl left tackle. They just need him to be not a disaster. And I think what we saw last year is far better than that. I saw, uh, my colleague now, I guess I can call him John owning, put some stats of percentile stuff that from pro football focus, like he was in like the 75th or 80th percentile for almost yeah. all blocking stats. And that kind of bears out. And the other thing that I would say is uh, because i um, uh, I work at pro football focus. I was able to was watch all. Sorry? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I was able to watch all of the past blocking snaps in a row. So you kind of got to, get to see how he did as the season went on. And it looked like he really started to play himself into shape as the season went on because the final four games of the season, he did not allow a sack, did not allow a quarterback hit or a hurry, and only four pressures in the final four games of the season. So, I mean, if you're getting that player, I mean, it's probably it's going to take him a while. But if you're getting that level of player at any point in the season, you have to sign him, right? You have to.
0: <clears throat> and I think
1: the other thing, too, to point out is is – I, I
0: mean, I watched a lot of his snap pass sets. You watched all of them. Uh, how many of them did you see him getting help with? Right? How, oh, ma- how many of- they,
1: they didn't? They couldn't help him. They, they didn't yeah. have
0: a choice. And and so to me, that's really what was you know is appetizing for the Cowboys is that to you know the, we're already at a position where you're 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 worried about you know especially early in the season when, when Gallup is getting back you're worried about having enough talent out in the receiving core when you deploy these guys out into cover and into, into routes. If you're, if you're dealing with Tyler Smith or any of any, frankly, any of these other left tackles, you're going to have to commit to using more six and seven man protections, mm-hmm. which means one less one to two less men, people out in route, which puts more onus on the receivers to make sure that they're getting that the guys that are in route are getting open. Right. So mm-hmm. Uh, I I think the opportunity to have somebody out there that you could throw some five-man protections out and he's not going to get you killed, giving you more opportunity to put more people out in route, that's going to be huge for a Cowboys team that, like I said, early on, they're going to be trying to get the ball to CeeDee land. They're going to be trying to get the ball to Dalton Schultz, but they need other options. They need to have uh, guys out there that can potentially beat man coverage in situations where they're in five-man protections just to kind of help you know, give their offense the best odds to continue to move the football.
1: The one negative that I would say about Jason Peters is he's not a bad run blocker, but you're just a little bit limited in what you can do with him. Like he's just not going to get to the second level super consistently anymore. He just doesn't have like the athleticism necessarily to get there. So I think some wide zone stuff and, you know, if you're pulling him, like I I think that's just a bad idea. What you're signing him for (laughs) Is to protect Dak Prescott, right? Like, if he does that, I don't think you're not going to care if he doesn't, if he's not a dominant run blocker.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you can do some duo, some wide zone and some inside zone stuff. I mean, as long as he's kind of the backside cutoff guy, right? Like, I think he can do that because he's so big and he's, he yep. is kind of short area explosive. But I do agree that I think, you know, he can get to the second level. He has, he still has that kind of athleticism but you know trying to hit a target you know that may be a it's, little bit yeah. more than what he can do
1: i mean he's so big that if he gets to the second level you still well, got to run around the and, dude and that's but, what i did notice like when yeah. chicago got to like the goal line situation like the 2 3 yard line he just leans and it creates like a hole right like that's yeah. where he's valuable but yeah on the other run stuff it's fine. He's just going to get in the way.
0: It's just, he's savvy. You know, that's the thing. He'll, he'll, he'll do what it takes to, to, to finish the assignment. There's so many times when you see him like right on the edge of holding a guy, but he understands, you know, Oh, he understands what he has to do to slip his hand inside. So he doesn't get the call. I I think that he's and and there's just, I saw other snaps where he's using slingshot, slingshot techniques, and then coming Mm -hmm. around and peeling off and nailing guys. I, I think that there's, he has some physical limitations that he didn't have 10 years ago. But the yes. difference between him and someone that, you know, probably retired by now is that he has learned all the, the techniques. He has learned all the tricks of the trade, uh, and he's using that to kind of supplement his little, little lack of athleticism. And the last thing I'll say is that I think the one thing that we need to kind of bring up that is another huge, huge benefit, and, and Jason Peters, I, I just you know, widely circulated, uh, uh, you know, interview with him on Sirius radio and quotes being put, uh, tweeted out. I can't remember who it was that tweeted it out, but they had a quote with him from, I think a month ago. And one of the things he talked about was really, really wanting to be involved in teaching younger players and getting involved. In... I was
1: going to mention this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, please. Do if you have the quote, please. No, no, it, I, that... it's, but you're right. Like having him next to Tyler Smith and teaching him and listen, these are both guys that are been coached by Duke Manyweather weather and Brandon Thorne. Like, just getting him in the building, and especially like if Tyron Smith is around and helping out, can you imagine learning from Tyron and Jason Peters? Even for, let's say it's just for this year, it's only this year. I mean, that's going to be incredible for somebody like Tyler Smith. And and Tyler's such a uh,
0: uh, intellectual, smart kid. He's a he's, he's a sponge, been, a sponge for managing. Yep. So yep. to have those two voices, two of the best yes. left tackles in the last decade, to be
1: in his ear. You couldn't ask for a better situation. All right, last thing on Jason Peters before we move on. Other than money, is there any reason to not sign him? I mean, obviously, like, if the medical stuff doesn't check out, but if, if he demands, like, hey, I I want to be the starting left tackle for all 17 games, um, you know, I'm I'm not interested in being a swing tackle. Does that damper things at all for you? No, I mean – uh, it'll be interesting
0: to see if he if he demanded that kind of thing. I mean, I'm assuming he would be on board for the plan that we suggested, but I, I would say that like, not necessarily, you know, because yeah. I mean, I think that it's good that I like this plan because it kind of gives me the best of both worlds, right? You're getting Tyler Smith some experience at left tackle, uh, even if it's taking some lumps, but obviously with the upside of eventually Peters taking over, if for some reason he felt like he wanted to come in and start week one and that he was ready and, and, and all that. I, I, I don't know that I love that idea simply because he hasn't done anything. in I, any I don't think that's, I don't
1: think realistic. that's the case,
0: but, no. but I, I, if that were like some kind of weird demand or something, uh, it probably wouldn't be a deal breaker for me necessarily, you know, because I think that it, he he's, he's, he's unique in the sense that he's the only offensive tackle out there that could demand to be the starting tackle. And you would be like, okay. You know? So I I think, I, I think that this is a match made in head for both, for both sides. Honestly, if the money is right, this is a good situation for Peters, what he's looking for. Obviously it's a good situation for the Cowboys. Um, I don't see too much downside here short of him being injured. But I mean, that's, that's part of the game. You can't really predict that kind
1: of thing. Yeah. The, the only other thing that I would say that I, I, I would be curious to see, like, does he demand that he plays only left tackle because he got hurt in Philadelphia. They tried to move him to right guard and he got hurt like in the first game that he played right guard. He played right tackle earlier for Philadelphia that year got hurt as well. Like, is he just going to say, Hey, I'm a left tackle and a left tackle only don't, don't don't even entertain the idea of me trying to play a different position to try to get Tyler Smith and McGovern and Peters on the field at the same time. I'm actually okay with that, even if that I'm okay the case. with as well because I honestly
0: think that you still kind of need another tackle. I mean, yeah, don't you feel you like do. that? Yeah. So. I mean, if, if, if it's just a case that this solves the left tackle situation and now we've got a backup in either Tyler Smith or, or Peters, whatever the, the case is, and then now you can focus on putting ball back on the right side, focusing there, and then figure out if you want to bring in another right tackle to be the backup right tackle. Yep. I, I, I think I'm okay with Peters being a left side solution. I'm frankly okay with all these guys being either left or right players. I think it makes a lot
1: of sense. Yep. Uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's talk about Michael Gallup and how the rehab is going. But before we do that, a public service announcement. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive high? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction time slows way down when you're high. You're not only putting yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. So if you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI.
2: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL draft. Check out mock draft Monday on the locked on NFL draft podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
1: All right, let's talk about Michael Gallup because there's been some news over the last couple of days about how his rehab is going. Um, right before we jumped on the podcast, Mike McCarthy said that the rehab is going very smoothly we heard from Jerry Jones earlier in the week that um, if the Cowboys had a Super Bowl game on Sunday, Michael Gallup would be out there playing. And then we have John Machoda, uh, who was who working for the Athletic doing a podcast, was talking about how Michael Gallup is doing. He talked with Gallup at a red carpet event, and Gallup basically told him week three, week four is kind of the target. He's still a ways away from being ready what's your read on this whole situation? Like when do you think Michael Gallup is going to be back to the Michael Gallup we're used to sing? Uh, I, I think that, you know, they don't know. I think
0: Michael doesn't know. I think Britt Brown doesn't know right now. I think they're zeroing in on like a kind of four week, you know, window, right. Of where they think that's going to land starting with week two and then ending with week five, I would say. Right. Um, yep. Uh, you know, I think this week is going to be a very, very important week for for Michael. You know, he's he's going to be on the cords a lot. Uh, they're going to be pushing him really hard to kind of finish strong there. He's going to eventually mix into some uh, individual stuff. We don't know when. None of this has been announced. All, I mean, really, all the timeline is all just speculative at this point. I mean, we're getting information from secondhand from Gallup and then from from McCarthy. You know, and I don't even know like, I think we're the only people that look at it like that, right? Like we want to know time and date. And I don't yeah. think that that's how the, the uh, staff looks at it. So that's why we're kind of struggling to kind of triangulate that is because we're trying to get a hard date on something that is a, a moving target for, for the people that are actually working on it. Right. So yeah. I, I tend to think that just based on the, the kind of tra- trajectory of where we are that week two, week three, it might be week three, week four. Um, but I think that all of that is in play. And again, I think that we could give an answer right now. But I think that, that you know, uh, we, if you came back to me next Thursday, it, it may completely have changed because he had such a good week of, of, of recovery. So uh, I think that, you know, it's safe to kind of, you know, obviously it's safe to rule him out for week one. I think yep. it's probably, if I was a betting man, I would say week two is probably out as well. After that, I think you know, I would like to get another week in rehab and kind
1: of hear what how people are talking about it before I kind of speculate any further. I would say that last year, Michael Gallup's injury that he had after week one, the calf injury, I think that gives us some clues as to how the Cowboys are going to treat this, right? Because I remember at the time they said it's a four to six week injury, Gallup ended up missing eight weeks, and part of the reason why is they wanted him to have multiple weeks of practice being a hundred percent healthy before they put him on the field. Right. They basically wanted to be 0% chance of re-injuring that calf. Now he hurt his knee. It's something different. Right. I, I just wonder, like it might be week four and that's his first week of practice. And the Cowboys are like, great, great. You got a full week of practice you're hundred percent. Let's see you do it one more week. And then after that, maybe let's do one more just to make sure. So, I, I understand what Jerry Jones is saying. I think he's really optimistic about Michael Gallup and how he's looking in the rehab. I just, I, I get the impression that Mike McCarthy is going to be a little bit more cautious here because he knows it's not that important to have Mike Gall- Michael Gallup in week three and week four healthy. They want him 100% healthy in December and January. So if it means waiting two more weeks, it means waiting two more weeks. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I think that... That he's gotta get into practice and and be doing more than he is before we can kind of even anticipate where he is you know yeah. and, and and I think right now i think we should all Jerry's gonna say Jerry things, you know. Yes. I think, I, I mean, if you haven't figured that out by now, I don't know what to
1: tell you. The go- I uh, mean, they're encouraged. That, that That's yeah. the easy takeaway. We should be encouraged. That's, it's just-
0: that's what I was going to get, is that yeah. is that this is well ahead of schedule, no matter how you're slicing it. Even week five is ahead of schedule. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I I tend to think that, you know, it's once we start getting down to the nitty gritty of this, uh, it becomes more and more difficult to kind of, guess this because it's it at the end it's about confidence it's about feel uh and and i think it's about monitoring individual players bodies so uh, i think that we'll start to get more telltale signs he'll start working into back into individually individuals he'll start working back into teams we'll get notifications on that i'm sure uh and then that, that then once we start getting some of that that's when we can start kind of you know anticipating a countdown to his actual return.
1: Yeah. I, I've been kind of looking at that Rams game on October 9th as maybe the first day they have a game the following week against the Eagles um, that's at Philadelphia. And then I believe their bye week is not too far after that, but like around that time, week four, week five, week six, I think we'll see him around that stretch. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can, uh, Download the the Lockdown Cowboys podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We also encourage you to go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season, which is exactly one week away today. The local team experts of the Lockdown Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Lockdown Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview search for ultimate pro football preview 2022 on your odyssey app youtube or wherever you get your podcasts follow our show on youtube on twitter at On cowboys follow landon at mccool bcb i'm at marcus underscore mosier we'll see you guys next
2: time if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast